0: Hey everyone, welcome to Miss Radio. I'm your host, Madeline Smith, and on today's episode, we talk about uh, climbing, rock climbing, the good kind of climbing, the fun kind of climbing. Uh, We have our climbing club leader, Raph Wilson, with us today, and my co host, Max Gomez, on this episode. And considering the state of the world right now and the fact that we're not all on campus together being able to rock climb this episode really focuses on just the joy of what rock climbing is so i hope you enjoy and here we go Welcome Raph, it's so nice to have you. I'm very excited to uh, to talk about your club. Um, I'm here with Max Gomez, my lovely co-host for the morning. Um, yeah, this is Raph, Raf, this is Max. So you are club leader of the Miss Campus Climbing Club. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what that's encapsulated in the past.
1: So we we were a new club-ish last semester. Um, it was around the semester before, um, but it was pretty inactive. So uh, we had to get it started again last semester. And so it's pretty self-explanatory. The, the goal is just to go climbing. Uh, it's kind of challenging to find climbing partners It's a bit of a, I suppose, cavalier sport, but you still wanna like trust the people you're climbing with. So me and the VP were climbing partners and we just wanted to find more people to climb with because we couldn't always go out together. And then we did a single trip to the local bouldering gym called Sanctuary. Right now they are, um, they're not shut down, but they're like on hold. So if anybody's into climbing, Um, Later, once COVID's all done, go to sanctuary, support them, they're a great uh, gym, and then COVID hit. So we weren't able to do a second activity. Uh, We did some online screening of videos and whatnot. So now the climbing club is mostly watching cool climbing videos and encouraging each other to stay in shape, which isn't, I don't think that's going great for anybody during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all struggling a bit but uh we're gonna do some you know netflix parties and watch some movies like meru or um i don't think free is on there but uh the mm-hmm. dawn is and those are fantastic you guys seen those
0: i haven't no
1: i've seen free solo I, free solo is pretty wild yeah uh, that's more about like alex honnold i think mm-hmm well, The other ones are kind of more about climbing. So, yeah, that's pretty much where the climbing club is at. We're also, we purchased some gear last semester for the school because the school gives you like 200 bucks for being a club. And we got rope, harnesses, and helmets because we're like, first thing, we got to be safe. There's a lot cooler stuff we wanted to get, but we're like, we should get the safety things first. So now we're going to get some, I think, shoes and then a few Hopefully a Grigri or something. Uh, I'm in my third semester. I don't even know if I'll be around when quarantine is over, but we're kind of trying to build up all this and keep it going so future students can enjoy a climbing club.
0: Yeah, you're one of the few clubs, not few, but um, clubs on campus that's more like recreational sports than you know. we just had an episode, as Max was saying, with WISE and WCAPS and Quam. And, you know, I really appreciate that you guys have, because, you know, Monterey is such a beautiful area and I'm, I don't know the climbing scene very well, but it's great that you've kind of capitalized on a a really fun, active hobby in such a beautiful area. And, and there aren't many other clubs like you. So that's like a really great thing to offer students in the past and yeah, whenever quarantine ends. I'm curious about the allowances of, you know, since it is an outdoor sport and it is easy to social distance, except when you're kind of coming down to your belay partner or, you know, anything like that, um, are there opportunities for for climbing club to get together or is that kind of a wash?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that because we kind of, we discussed that quite a bit because we really want to go climbing it's pretty central to my idea or my identity (laughs) that was a bit of a mess but so a few points on that the there isn't a ton of climbing immediately around monterey uh the nearest place that i know of is pinnacles uh state park which is an hour and a half maybe to the, the climbing side at least you can probably get to the west side faster but the east sides were all good climbing as far as I know at least mm-hmm. and so the local gyms closed so we can't go there we could go to pinnacles and yeah you could probably socially distance in that physically you don't have to get that close with the rope and everything and you can't even stand back because of the the fulcrum mm-hmm. and the way the triangle goes and the rope and whatnot and stay away. But we decided ultimately that's not safe enough mm-hmm. because typical climbing practices, um, you look for redundancy. So I tie my knot and I'm like, it's good. And then I want my partner to check my knot and say, it's good. And you would have to get close enough to check the knot properly. So minor things like that. And if you have to be, Avoiding getting close to the person while trying to be safe on the side of a cliff. Uh, we just felt it wasn't, it's not worth it. Again, like safety is our first thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why we decided we're going to stay indoors and just do like encouraging. I'll probably run a newsletter or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah. Or happy hours where people can talk about how much they miss climbing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I man, I've fallen out of it so bad. Do you guys know if the Olympics are
2: happening this year? No, I have no idea.
1: No, right? <laughs> this was gonna be this was gonna be the first year that the Olympic yeah. climbing. I was looking forward to it so much. Wow. Oh no. I was so jazzed.
0: Is this just is this just a sad thing that
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the quarantine life in general.
0: Quarantine just killed all the rock climbing dreams.
1: Yeah. I'm um, well, I think it was going to be kind of uh, a bit messy anyways. So maybe they got a few years to convince the Olympic committee to like organize it better. Mm -hmm. So in the sport, there's three disciplines. There's a lot more, but at least for competition, there's lead climbing, which is where you clip in as you go. There's speed climbing, which is where... If you Google speed climbing, these people, they just like run up the wall like cats. And then there's bouldering, which is you climb maybe like 15 feet ish with no ropes. And then you just fall onto a pad or jump off. And they basically normally it's you just win one of those groups, but the Olympic committee set it up. So you have to win. It's one medal per, um, you know, male. Uh, men or women teams, right? So you ha- basically have to win all three, right? But people specialize, like boulders and lead climbers, they don't speed climb. <laughs> like it's comically slow if you see them try, they've all been training yeah. and they're just kind of like floundering up the wall. So maybe the extra time will give them, that you know, they can convince to get a few more medals to podium on. Yeah. So would you say that the way
2: in which it was organized um initially would favor any discipline in particular, just the way the points get broken up, like are speed climbers just favored because that's actually harder for lead climbers or boulders to approach,
1: yeah, so I would say you're right, but in the opposite speed uh-huh. get, the speed climbers would get destroyed because they don't boulder
2: uh-huh.
1: or lead. so those two um so lead and bouldering kind of have some overlap mm-hmm. right. But speed is very niche. Like niche. I don't know how to say it. Niche, niche, yeah. We're going to <laughs> yeah. So that, um they would just get wrecked mm-hmm. in speed climbing while the other two could probably mass enough points. And now I understand speed climbing, it's always the
2: same route, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: But is that the same for lead and bouldering as well? No. So okay. kind of the major, that's the allure for me. Uh, I think climbing is a very, it is very physical and strong and all that, but it's a very cognitive sport Mm -hmm. in bouldering and gym, a bit of the vernacular and sounds a bit like, you know, snotty to think about, but like to say, but they call it, they call them problems. They're not routes. They're they're problems because you got to like solve how to get up them, you know?
0: It's a little pretentious, but I think it's also accurate, you know, like it is a problem. (laughs) I've bouldered before and it definitely feels like, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. Like you're solving it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times it's, it's not necessarily strength. It definitely matters, but often you can be super strong, but if you're not doing the right move, Mm -hmm. you know, like like tweaking your body properly, you're not going to get it.
0: Yeah, like what's the saying? Uh, work smart, not hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wish i better
0: do that. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, but yeah, so for new students that are interested in, in joining this club, you know, it's um, – it could be something that since we're all so spread out right now, like there could be students that are in places, you know, like I had a classmate who was in Utah and she was hiking all the time. So is there like jealous? <laughs> Raf is like, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, but I'm I'm curious for maybe people that aren't into rock climbing yet or, you know, um have the opportunity unfortunately over other club members, you know. Um It took me a second to understand the difference between the three uh pillars that you just described so can you explain a little bit like the difference between speed bouldering and lead
1: sure so so speed climbing is a set route at a set height it's always the same any gym you ever go to Hmm. they'll have a route and they're usually these red pieces that look kind of like starfish on the wall and People basically just train that exact route to do it as quickly as possible in competition. It's basically muscle memory and strength. Mm-hmm. You remember the uh, the moves. And a big moment in climbing was this one individual um, who figured out how to skip one of the moves in the sequence and he just like, crushed everybody. It's and, obliterated. And, and, it has a special name. For it. It's his name. It's like the something. I don't know it specifically. That's if you just like. Speed climbing and you want to get absolutely jacked. That's, that's a great, great one to get into. Um,
0: is that transferable uh, to outdoors? Uh,
1: it doesn't sound like it. Oops. Like maybe, I mean, you'd be strong as hell. So (laughs) you'd have that outdoors. Yeah. No. So the other two older. So let's, you know, go to bouldering next. Bouldering again is where you, I mean, I think it's called bouldering because typically you climb the boulder, which Makes would sense. be pretty, you know, not too tall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and within these, there's subsets. So there's bouldering, which is where you will climb a boulder that's like 15, maybe 20 feet. That's getting up there. And then you'll either if it's indoor and there's padding, it'll just fall down or they call it topping out where you can climb on top of the boulder. And then. There's something called a highball, which is just a giant boulder that's like 50 feet. And if you slip and fall, you will almost definitely be maimed for life. I do not recommend it, but you know, you'll see Red Bull guys doing that. Yeah. And so, which then kind of takes you to the next one. We talked about the movie Free Solo earlier. And Free Solo is like a highball on steroids where you decide to climb, I don't know, you, like the Dawn Wall or something. Or what did he climb? He climbed El Cap. Right? El Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, you're not going to get maimed if you fall, so that's cool, but you'll definitely die. So, <laughs> it's, again, nobody's playing that game. And we don't do that at the climbing club. We do not support it. <laughs>
2: the Distance. most interesting
1: resistance. way
2: of thinking, the way, the way he goes about thinking, uh about climbing, and particularly about making that documentary, was the part where I can't remember what it was, but it was the hardest part of the route for him. The boulder problem. Where, yes. And they mounted a camera, because he's like, because if I die, I don't want to die in front of my friends. But yeah, that was just,
1: man. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I saw the behind the scenes, and Jimmy Chin, and, uh, Psy, I think is her name, the documentarist, mm-hmm. were talking about what do we do if he falls? Do we... Do we follow him to the ground? Do we let him fall out of the shot? Man, imagine having that conversation.
0: Oh, that's so. <laughs> inca- I just got chills. Like, I, <laughs> like that's so gnarly. But I you would guess... do
1: both, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have both cameras and then edit it later. <laughs>
0: like, oh my god! Oh I mean, man. I guess if he knows if he knows the risk, you know, and he's like, "Yeah, film it."
1: Um, yeah. So that guy in particular, Alex Honnold, he. I know he does a lot of talks at like companies and whatnot these days to you know, pay the bills for, I guess his band, Yosemite. <laughs> but a lot of what he talks about is risk assessment because yeah. that's what a lot of climbing is. Mm. And mm. so the boulder problem, for example, there's two ways to solve it. One is where he, which is what he, you can just jump. You can like jump and grab the piece. And which is fine if you have a rope, but if, if you're free soloing it, that's insane.
0: And then the other one is
1: you do this, like, weird stretch kick, like a karate kick into the wall so you're still kind of touching. Both are sketchy. So that route that he climbed is, they call it a 512. So quick detour for non-climbers who want to follow. Climbing routes like that are set at, so they have gradients, right? And basically I think like a five is you're walking on the ground and then it's like 5.1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And at about 5, 5, it's like you might need something to like hold on to. And it's at 5, 6, you should be roped in fairly vertical at that point. And if you fall, you're going to be falling for the duration of the verticality of it. And then after that, it's basically difficulty. So like 5, 7, 8, 9. And then it goes up to, right now it's five point one five, which is an interesting little history bit. It originally just went up to five ten, but technically that would be five point one, right? Because you drop the zero. But they never thought it was good, climbing was going to get that good, because like old, old gear was definitely a big deal. Like their shoes, it was like a, a harder rubber. Mm-hmm. So now with like climbing shoes, is a softer rubber. You can click. Stick to the wall better. And and the ropes are bungee. I don't know if you've ever seen like old pictures of climbers. And they just have like, I have like a sling rope tied around them. Like, it what looks are you doing?
0: So hardcore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, there's a saying in climbing that there's old climbers and bold climbers, but there are old, bold climbers. <laughs> so, which I think is very true. Yeah. Climbing Club is all about old climbers. <laughs> Really want to emphasize that we really care about safety. Um,
0: (laughs) If you have a takeaway, it's safety.
1: Yeah. So Alex Honnold's route was 512. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some variance within that, but it was around there. That guy can climb at like a 514, 515 quite easy. So it was really well within his capabilities. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like pushing his grade while doing it. So that's kind of like the risk assessment, like what you can handle. I know... There's one occasion I got up on a rock and about halfway through, I was like, this is beyond my abilities. And I, <clears throat> I had to lower it down. I just left my gear on the wall, which is really tragic. But somebody scored it later, so good for them.
0: Yeah, pay it forward. <laughs> yeah. For safety.
1: Yeah, kept my life. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, about that. Question. When you are bouldering, <laughs> I know I've seen some videos where that, that shit like, goes inverted. You know, like you're, you look like a little mm-hmm. spider. Where would that be? Yeah, that's be, my favorite. Where would that be on First of all, you have so much core strength if that's your favorite. That's insane. Um, yeah, It's so fun. It's, <laughs> you're like literally like a little spider. Um what would that be on that on that difficulty scale?
1: Uh it really depends. Okay. So on the holds. Yeah, so that's usually Yeah, that is tough cuz the thing about inverted is you you're always fighting gravity. Mm-hmm. But when it's the other way, they call it slab which is the opposite of inverted where you're kind of leaning on the wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not really fighting gravity on that one. But so with an inverted one, if you have so giant holds, where you can pretty much get your whole hand in uh, at least four fingers up to almost to your palm. Right. They call that a jug. Right. Cause and that's like climbers favorite thing. I remember once I was on a wall, like 70 feet up and this guy is going up this like really hard route next to me. And he got to one of those and he just goes, jug, just like, <laughs> just lets out this like you know, moment of euphoria yeah. that he finally reached it. Because when you get to those, you can rest.
0: Yeah, like, totally. Right.
1: Uh, so if you have an inverted one that's like a lot of jugs, it's pretty manageable. Yeah, with some core strength and some techniques that you can actually make that route easier. But if the holds are small or they're like, so a pinch is kind of what you would expect to get like pinch the hold to hold it. Um, that can drastically improve it. And yeah, I'd say those are usually, they probably start at a higher grade. Climbing evolves all over the world, right? So in America, we call, so our gradients for bouldering is V0, V1, V2, V3. It's different than the long wall climbs, which have that 5.1. 5.1
0: okay.
1: Uh, I think because the original guy who made the gradients was from Yosemite and his nickname was V. Mm. So they just called it like a V0, V1. Uh for the record, I would say if people want to know, V0 to V2 is kind of beginner. Three to three to five or six might be intermediate. And then after that, you're pretty good. Mm. Uh and it varies from gym to gym and place to place too. Like. There's some places where I can do a B7 and other places where I struggle on a B2. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's
0: kind of like women's per- pants.
1: Sanctuary <laughs> is, uh, they go on a bit of a,
2: what's it like a harder grading scale? Or like their roots are all much harder than uh, yeah,
1: the gym that I grew up on. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty up there. I definitely, I'd say there I was around like four or five. Um, but also it's like body type, right? So, So I've... I've done like a seven, that for me was really easy because I got kind of like long limbs and where the holds were. But then, there might be a route that's maybe like a V ten or something because it has small holds, but all the holds are close together and you're like a child, so the holds to you are big. So like kids are like can you know it kind of just depends on the size of your hands and. Are I mean, kids amazing stri- rock climbers? Pardon?
0: I said, are kids amazing rock climbers?
1: Some of them are. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Well, they don't have that fear, right? Yeah, totally. And I've seen kids like jump like 20 feet off boulders and like landing pads <laughs> and I just like immediately like touch my lower back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a friend from college who I inspired to become a climbing buddy at for the year that I spent bouldering a whole bunch. And, uh, She's, she's a great climber, but she's five foot nothing. And so some of these ones that were like a V3 even, she just couldn't do because her reach wasn't there. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to do with body type.
1: It definitely helps. But like my personal favorite climber is Jane Kim, who's this um female climber out of South Korea. And I think she's like five something. They call her like the little giant or something like that some romanticized name. But she's just a beast on the wall. And she uses, you know, um, like her techniques and all that to kind of figure that out. So, yeah, she's fantastic. I don't think... Size can be a barrier, but you can definitely train through it and, like, figure it out. Um, <clears throat> I think... And this would be for students who are interested in joining the climbing club. Uh, I would say regardless of your size body type strength where you are physically like literally anything i think you should try it if you're interested um again if you're going to go out with an experienced climber it's good to have you it's okay to have two experienced climbers one experienced climber and one inexperienced climber but two inexperienced climbers is not a good it's not a great combo because then you're kind of figuring things out and you can make common mistakes and then in regards to body type uh so there's a few things to that Uh, my old gym there was um a group of people who were wheelchair bound that were amazing crushers on the wall they just loved that sport man Mm -hmm. and they come to it all the time uh so yeah i mean don't really have an excuse right
0: yeah you i mean anyone that you might have you just crushed so
1: (laughs) yeah so i would say definitely if you're interested join the climbing club try it out um or just on your own with somebody you know and i wouldn't worry too much about the physicality of it because you kind of get there Mm -hmm. and um there's something addicting about it like you'll do a route and you'll kind of slip and fall in the middle of it whatever you'll be like, I could have done that. if it, And so you want to try it again. It, it's great if you want to get healthy and fit. That kind of fun, addictive nature of it will keep you training rather than just like going and like lifting, like iron, the gym.
2: Yeah. Don't they
1: use iron, steel? I don't know. I have no idea. To, uh,
2: to further your plug there, yeah, I, I've never considered myself a particularly athletic person. Like I do exercise, but I do not think that I'm an athletic person. Yeah climbing bouldering was one of the most addictive hobbies i have ever done i it was for the year right before i left for peace corps i found a, a gym in my college town called the pad in san Luis obispo and it, like i would be there pretty much as long as i could physically continue to climb and like as soon as i left just like just want to go back just want to go back yeah. it's so much fun and i think like you were saying the the addictiveness of i don't know just piecing together the puzzle of it is like, uh, there's just, for me, I've never had another more tangible sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like this is, I'm, this is a wall. I would like to climb it. When I get to the top, I have achieved the goal and yeah. it's just such a raw sense of accomplishment thing. Uh, that was it for me. It was so mm-hmm. much fun.
0: Yeah. I echo that point so much, Max. I, I, on every level, I do not consider myself athletic, but, I had a point in time where I was hanging out with a bunch of people that were climbers and, you know, I would go to the gym. And I, I have this weird thing where I am um, I prefer bouldering a, because it's awesome, but also because the belay. I have this irrational fear that I'm going to get tangled up in the rope if I fall and I'm going to like <laughs> crack a bone. or right? It's very irrational. Um, so I like to stay low to the ground and, and free, free, free do it um but yeah no it was just so much fun to like go to the gym and and scurry up and yeah I think it's that it's that immediate like it was right there you know like you could have done it and like try again and you know all of that so yeah super super love rock climbing wish I'd gotten involved when we were on campus look forward to you creating a club that sustains your tenure at the institute and carries on you know for post-quarantine um but yeah i mean if you have any plugs for how people can get in touch with you how they can join um all that kind of stuff please definitely share
1: yeah sure so we have a community. The Climbing Club, so you can find us on there. You can reach out to me directly at rafalw at middlebury.edu or rafalw at edu and uh, we don't have a Facebook group but you can reach out to us there we we love you guys to join we want members um, again, and you guys probably saw this like at the gym and whatnot, climbing there's, there's a social aspect to it, Like it's a bit of a scene and uh so we definitely want to build that community and the more climbers you know the easier it is to do more climbing because you pretty much need a partner you can go to the gym by yourself but you need a partner to go out so if you're interested joining the club it, it'd be good for you but it's also you know it's a bit self-serving because we get more partners so we really want you to join <laughs> if, for selfish reasons as well yeah. and it's the subject of I'm obviously really into, our VP is, he's probably more into it than me. He does traditional climbing. Who is your uh, VP? Uh, Josh, Josh Bryan. Okay, and yeah. He, uh, so it's like another style on top of, so there's lead climbing and then there's traditional climbing, which is where you kind of put the cams and the pieces into the wall as you're climbing. It's not already bolted in. You kind of got to find cracks to put things in. Oh, wow. Yeah. uh I've never done that. I'm a uh, He's very good at it. He's very knowledgeable. So if you're worried about safety, we are hyper safe about it. And just as kind of a side, you've all probably driven on the highway in a car going what 65 miles an hour with other people driving cars going 65 miles an hour. And at that speed, things just kind of turn into paper. So if you want to like consider like safety, like, you're taking like a major risk just the thing is like with driving you do that every day right so it doesn't seem as dangerous as it you know it can be and you're, it's not that dangerous like you're comfortable and you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and i think it's the same with climbing we're comfortable we know what we're doing so we make it safe pinnacles mm-hmm. has plenty of routes already set up so it's a safe gig if you're not around here and you just want to reach out to get some advice on how to get started um you know, feel free to so, again, that's the uh, Miss Climbing Club on Miss uh, Community and R-I-F-A-L-W at Middlebury.edu. And, uh, yeah, we, we really want you guys to join. Are you guys in the climbing club?
0: I was. Think? I think yeah, I was. You too
1: should join.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on the My Community page for sure. Okay, no. okay.
0: No, I, Raph, uh I started fall 2019, and when there was that club day, I definitely signed up. Um yeah, okay. so I might still be on your email list. I never participated because I was busy with school and first semester grad school. But um
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, no, I think I'm on your emailing list and yeah. and climbing's mm-hmm. fantastic. So I the old
1: quarantine. Yeah, we didn't right. get to do as many activities as we <laughs> wanted. I know.
0: Um We're
1: planning actually we were gonna do um man, it's cause we were talking with the Out Club, which at the time was run by Elizabeth from IEP, I believe, and she was talking about. And I think this is fairly well known that climbing is a pretty like male-dominated sport, and we were going to do like a uh, women's only climbing day. So she thought it'd be cool, like you know, to learn together and support each other and whatnot. Um, we never got to do that, but if we open back up, I I really want to do that. Which I guess this would be more students. Um, I don't know how to say this properly. We need knowledgeable women climbers. I mean, the odd thing about this, you know, we want to do the um, women's climbing day and take a group out to Pinnacles, but Josh and I would have had to lead it, and we're guys. And like, it's like a bit of a weird dynamic. But like again, safety's
0: yeah
1: first, right? So if there's any you know, female climbing students at Miss who. Want to like pioneer that? Like, we would love that. Please join help us out with that kind of thing. So, yeah, once quarantine's over, we got a whole bunch of plans. Awesome. Uh, easy. But until then, just kind of enjoy the community and watch some cool videos. Totally. If if you want to watch the videos with us, you don't have to be in the club to watch it. Right. We'll just make a Netflix party. Cool. It wants to jump in, that's cool.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Raf, for your time and for talking. I feel like this was a really fun conversation. I got to kind of remember my my climbing days, and now I feel all motivated. And there's no gym to go to, but it's fine. <laughs> so um,
1: just, just hang on your door for yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> um, yeah. But thanks so much, and yeah, all incoming students. Uh, you know, great community. There will be a day when people can go back out and do this. Um, when we'll be back in one community together. So definitely great to get involved now and get to know Raf and Josh and everybody in the climbing club and start these awesome conversations and maybe, you know, um, foster some ideas about how to how to do this in a virtual world. So, Roth, thank you for your time and Max, uh, thank you for your time as always. and I hope you guys have a great day
1: yeah thank you yeah you friends. too thank you for having
0: me all right bye guys
1: Bye-bye.